0: Ahoy, motherfuckers! Welcome to Hindsight. Uh, As always, I'm Derek, and I'm joined by the best in the business, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing
1: today? I'm doing excellent. Although I was not... I'll get to it in a second. I'm doing great.
0: (laughs) And today we are thrilled to be joined by one of the brightest stars in the podcasting uh, industry. She is definitely one to watch in the future. We're joined by Jalene from the um, It Goes Down the PM and Meow Me Right's, uh podcast. Uh, Jalene, tell them a little bit about yourself and definitely tell them about your shows and what you're working on. The floor is yours.
2: Oh, hi. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um I'm Juline from It Goes Down in the PM. I'm also the co-host of Coffee After Dark. It Goes Down in the PM is kind of like a raw, uncut uh view on the world. Coffee After Dark is is a very family family oriented show. It's all about love and the, you know, my family's love story from the seed to where it bloomed and Miami Me Reads is a really great program it's my not for profit podcast where we are raising money we are using the podcast to read books and raise money for the Miami Literary Arts scholarship and um it's just where the podcasters have actually gotten together and donated their time to read children's books You know, and this podcast itself is also a service because, you know, I wanted to make books accessible to children who may not have a parent reading to them at home, you know, or the fact that low-income communities have one book per every 300 students is just unacceptable to me. So Mammy Reads' big thing is, hey, come read with us. So... You know, you can tune into to any one of those shows. And again, thank you so much for having me here.
0: No problem whatsoever. It's thank an you. Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you coming through. Um,
2: I had to, man. Tarantino's my boy.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Quentin. So this episode, <laughs> we are here in the midst of Tarantino month uh, to talk about what happens when Quentin decides that he wants to write a vampire movie um and so we are fortunate enough to be able to discuss one of the um events i'm trying to think of the best way to put this one of the events seminal events in my teenage years and definitely something that happened when i'm an adult uh from Dust till dawn uh which came out in 1996. now um, Jalene how old were you when you first saw From Dusk Till Dawn and what did you think of it
2: uh, me and my boy Vinny snuck into the theater and we watched this movie um, like all I can say is Selma Hayek Selma Hayek was in it and that's all I needed to know So, but I saw I I I enjoyed it for what it was and I mean Quentin Tarantino the, the, I was like we gotta go watch this and you know my friend's like man I'm not watching this this looks like bullshit I'm not watching it and we ended up sneaking in the movie theater I enjoyed it and again all I needed to hear was QT and Selma Hayek and I was there.
0: <laughs> Brandon when was the first time you saw it and what were your thoughts?
1: I was 33 years old and I saw it today.
0: God damn it. How is every movie that I love so much like you've never seen them before? This is wild. I've seen every movie that you love. Why don't you walk with me, Brandon? I never saw this movie before. What were your thoughts? Well, we know, we'll get to your thoughts in a second if this is the first one. I saw didn't
1: it. know that it was a vampire movie. You didn't? Oh my God. No. Oh and my I God. was watching the movie and then all of a sudden these fucking vampires show up. <laughs> I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> I haven't felt this way since Adam BC assaulted somebody. <laughs> Oz, this is, this, this is great. You've but never we... seen From Death Till Dawn.
1: I had no idea Adebisi what was coming. He does that a lot
0: though, so.
1: <laughs> and I was very confused because I thought, I was like, this is so, st- what the hell are the vampires doing here? This is ridiculous.
0: Oh, God. This is the best. I'm literally crying tears of happiness and tears of tears. <laughs> okay. So the first time I saw From Dust Till Dawn, I was 16 years old. They didn't give a fuck at the dollar movie that I went to see it at. They knew me because prior to this, I had spent a lot of my time there watching The Crow. So they let me in. And titties. For a 16-year-old, that's very important because this movie is half titties, half vampires. There's no in between. Um, actually... The point where they become vampires, it becomes a very quick discussion after that. But the part leading up to the vampires, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I love this movie. I do, I did. I think, um, Jalene, you talk about Quentin Tarantino, which yeah, cool, right, whatever, fine. That's the, okay. <laughs> this was George Clooney at his motherfucking finest.
1: Yeah. For yeah, the yeah. love
0: that you will give uh, Quentin as a director, I think George Clooney from 1996 up until Ocean's 13 might have been one of the best actors in the industry, in my opinion.
2: I gotta say, yes, I I agree. I enjoyed Clooney. Um, I like Clooney in ER. That is my favorite Clooney role. Hmm. Not gonna lie.
0: I never saw ER. Oh, he!
1: I never yeah. watched ER, but I heard. I know. I know it was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not
0: doubting that at all. I just, it just came out at a time when I was like, that's not what I want to watch. I yeah. guess.
2: But he he played the hell out of this role. I will. Like, I believe that this dude was the smart one out of a bank robber duo. Yeah. I I believed it. They delivered on that performance.
0: So the movie starts with the cop who not only looks like the same ass sergeant who was in Kill Bill, is literally the same ass sergeant that was in Kill Bill with the same exact name, Earl McGraw. Earl McGraw is the same exact officer who was in Kill Bill Part One and Kill Bill Part Two. This movie came out in 1996, and kill Bill" came out in 2003, which makes this a wild-ass universe, because the cop, who's a Texas Ranger, walks into a gas station and he starts talking with the cashier at the gas station. They're having this friendly banter and bullshit, with one another, whatever, and the, the Texas Ranger, Earl we're just going to call him Earl, uh, goes to use the restroom. When he goes to use the restroom, We find out that the cashier, along with two girls, are being held hostage by the Gecko brothers, uh, Seth and Quentin, who had just robbed a bank in Abilene and killed three cops and two civilians before taking a bank teller hostage. They're on their way to Mexico. (sighs) Quentin tells Seth that the cashier is making signals to the sergeant for help. The cashier's like, I'm not making any, any gestures, I'm not doing anything. And Quentin tells Seth that uh he was scratching, and that's a signal. Quentin's a wild boy in this movie. I just want to make sure that we get that plain <laughs> from the very fucking <laughs> beginning. Quentin is a wild ass pedophilic boy in this movie. He's literally Yo. a psychopath.
2: Yeah, he he yeah. <laughs>
0: And so uh, they go back, they hide again. They're like, yo, we gonna all be good in here or else it's gonna be the okay corral. There's no in between. Either you get that motherfucker out of here and you get out of here alive or you don't and you die. Which one do you want to choose? The cop comes back out the bathroom. They're bantering again. Quentin's sitting in the back and he's like, he made a move again and starts shooting. Everybody dies.
1: He was just making shit up.
0: Right? He was seeing things. Seeing and hearing things. Right? All throughout the movie. So, All the movie. <laughs> during the shootout, um, they set the building on fire, and Quentin gets shot in the hand. Uh, the bullet went straight through his hand. We know that because later on, Quentin looks at his brother through the hole in his hand, which is some wild shit for the 90s, and they drive off.
1: Hold um, on. No, 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 no. You're not going to just skip with past... With the building
0: boring the fuck up.
1: No, you're not going to skip past that the the cashier got lit on fire and then jumped up while he was on fire and shot like 25 shots at them while running, while completely engulfed in flames like the human torch.
0: Yeah. I forgot. This is your first
1: time watching this. I, I gloss over things like that now. That was so absurd. <laughs> but I was watching this, and I didn't know vampires were coming. So I said, what kind of universe is this where somebody can just be engulfed like the Human Torch and walk
0: around shooting people? But knowing that this is the same universe as Kill Bill literally blows my mind because if that shit. This shit ties directly into niggas getting their arms cut off and not dying and Kill Bill.
1: I feel like you can get your arm cut off. I saw it in The Walking Dead. You just Ooh. burn that shit back. they didn't burn shit on Sophie um so I feel
2: like you could you could live after getting your getting your arm cut off I feel like you bleed out no 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 Mm -hmm. see you gotta rub some dirt in it
0: Sophie didn't get a chance to do anything she was like don't you fucking move Sophie (laughs) (laughs) you lay there in other people's blood and get their blood mixed into your blood now you got their blood in your body so now you like crazy 88 people and shit (laughs) he should have died but same universe in this universe George Clooney I mean I just want to say again for the record that George Clooney is cool as fuck
1: love George Clooney Yes, like
0: he is so fucking gangster in this movie Quentin's in the movie because he fucking knows the director yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's not about your it's not about what you know it's about who you
0: know much. He knows the director pretty well. They're like this. They're like this. They're like they're, they're, they're practically the same person, right? You you would think they know each other really well, like family or something. <laughs> Quentin, like I said before, is a fucking pervert. the uh, The hostage, the bank teller hostage that they took. Her name is Gloria, and um, Seth leaves Quentin at the at the motel that they go to with Gloria because he needs to go and get something to eat. And he also needs to meet up with Carlos, who's going to set up the safe passage for them into Mexico. They're going to El Rey, Mexico. So Seth leaves, and Quentin tells Gloria, who's sitting in the front room. Seth is in, or Quentin is in the bedroom watching cartoons. Quentin tells Gloria to come and sit down the bed next to him. He passed the bed all nights and stuff. You can come sit here and. Uh, He has a a mouth guard in because he grinds his teeth. You can come sit here. And so he comes, she comes in there and sits down next to him and he fucking assaults her and and murders her.
1: He's a sociopath. He's insane.
0: Yeah. He also just left him without a hostage. Seth comes back later on with their big kahuna burgers and finds out that she's dead. And raped. And raped. He was
1: pissed.
2: Dead and raped.
0: Sexually assaulted and and, and dead and 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 Quentin's making up excuses. Well, she made a signal too. (laughs) (laughs) They're all making signals.
1: Seth's like, listen, man, I'm a professional thief. I do this sophisticatedly, but I don't rape women and I don't kill people for no reason. Like, what's wrong with you? The fuck (laughs) is wrong with you, Quentin? I know. I know
0: they call him Richie. I know they call him Richie, but Quentin. Yeah,
2: he, he he's basically Quentin Tarantino in every movie.
0: Yeah, That's is. it. And so what y'all are going to do is y'all are going to get tired of me calling him fucking Quentin in every movie he's in, because Quentin... Oh, I almost forgot to say, fuck Miramax. I apologize. Um, Quentin is going to take credit for every time he calls somebody a nigger going forward while we're doing Quentin Tarantino Month y'all didn't notice the fact that the only person who gets to call people nigger in the movies is Quentin, but I noticed that shit. So anyhow, then we cut to a father and his two kids, um, Kate and Scott. And they are RVing to Mexico. Uh, Jacob, who's the father, is an ex-pastor who lost his faith when his wife Jenny died. Uh, he believes in god and jesus but he doesn't believe enough to be a pastor which is important in this movie um they get to they he's telling them that yo i i want to get a motel room and they're like why we have the rv we're self sufficient and he's like because i'm tired you little bitches i'm tired and i just want to
2: sleep in a
1: regular that's, bed once
2: that's that's kids for you that's, that's how, how you know everybody. his
1: rv wasn't shit yeah, I went to an RV show. Those and motherfuckers are banging. MRV is much better than some shitty ass hotel room. Oh man, Big when fat. I saw Big the fat. when I saw an RV, I
0: I wanted to go cross country. I didn't even mean to want to go cross country. I just wanted to go, like I was going to leave my car at the at the RV place, and they could just—I would just advertise coast to coast because they had the one where the stairs come down, like, and then you step on, and then there's like the the rooms with the their shit was nasty though. Really? No, not not the RV shop. I'm talking about Jacob's shit. Their shit was like that looked like a camper.
2: No, no. See, he went on Craigslist and purchased that shit second That nigga
0: didn't go on Craigslist. He went on Greg's list. <laughs> like, it was
1: 1996, hey. too.
0: So. He went next door to a spring Greg and was like, yo, Greg, hey, you still got that RV? Can I borrow it? <laughs> so, bro, look, let me hold the keys real fast. <laughs> that RV looked like it had bullet holes in it already. <laughs>
2: So <laughs> no, that RV looked like it smelled like
0: cigarettes, right? <laughs> oh my God. That RV just looked like it had been to a lot of places that none of them were on vacation. <laughs> like, that yeah, I'm,
2: su- I'm surprised you were, ju- you're trying to RV across the country, man. I, if <laughs> uh, it, I've seen some looked- shit.
0: Like, like I have seen some straight up beautiful, RVs that are like the size of and and Brandon let me know if I'm wrong but they're like the size of a a tour bus
1: they're not that big but they some of them expand when you park them and so they get wider Um, but you know they have the the nice ones have two three bedrooms a living Mm -hmm. room a little sit area nice kitchen Mm -hmm. Um, like some of like some of them like they just they really nice some of the good ones his Um, had
0: one Bed and that um, that curtain door that you pull to close to get separation from you in the bathroom when you walk down the hallway. Mm-hmm. That's what you but get for shopping on Greg's so you know you know List. Nice I don't know what nice the stuff.
1: nice RVs look like in 1996. That might, not, that might have been a nice RV. It is not. Don't do that.
2: No, 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 no. You know, no. No. In ni- you know what? 30. I know that in 1996 <laughs> they had
0: Porsches and Lamborghinis, so I know that they have better RVs than this. A Porsche
1: was regular as shit in nineteen ninety six. It looked like a box.
2: Well, it depends because okay, the 944s look kind of like a little bit boxy, but the but the other styles were like sleeker. Mm-hmm. I, I love I loved, but I I had a poster on of a Porsche in my bedroom. Like I I love Porsche. Porsche was the one car I wanted to own. And then as an adult, I found out how much insurance was, oil changes and parts. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Also, I just want to say that we just literally discussed the first 44 minutes of this movie in two paragraphs. There's not a lot of story to this movie. So they're driving in the RV. Jacob is driving. Kate's in the back with Scott and and Quentin. Uh, Seth is up front with Jacob. And um before they get into the RV, they and they're in the hotel or motel room taking them hostage. Kate has said that she wanted to go swimming, so she goes to change her bikini in the bathroom. And when she comes out, they're being taken hostage. Well, like we said, Quentin, I shouldn't say Quentin for this part, that's where people get sued. Richie is a pedophile, and so he fantasizes that. Kate asked him if he wants to eat her pussy.
2: <laughs> and he, I love how he's like, he's like oh, sorry. I love, that's one of the parts I like, because he was like, are you sure? Are you I'm sure?
0: Totally <laughs> you. I'll totally do that for you. And she's like, what the fuck the are fuck you fuck talking, talking about? Get out and, of here, weirdo. And so when they get on the RV, he tries to bring it back up again. You know that thing? That thing you were talking about in the motel room? I could do it if you want me to. And <laughs> I can do it. I can, I can do it right now with your brother sitting right here. You know, because there's no privacy in this RV, this shotgun shackman RV. <laughs> and you're not 21. You're not 18. I don't know how old you are. But Juliette Lewis in this role looked like she was a cool 16. Yeah. Maybe
2: 17. She definitely looked young, young in mm-hmm. this movie. I wonder how. I think she, she was, was supposed
1: to be like 18? between 18 and 20 because of the scene at the bar where she was like, um, I'm not quite. She said, I'm not quite old enough to drink. So I don't think a 15 year old would say I'm not quite old enough to drink. That's like six years think, later. No,
0: I didn't think she said she was she wasn't quite old enough to drink. I thought she said, I'm not old enough to drink yet. I'm not 21 no, said, yet.
1: I, no, she said, I'm not quite old enough to drink. And oh. then she, he was like, "Well, take it anyway, <laughs> drink yeah. it anyway." Because yeah. in, in Mexico, you're 18, you can drink. Okay, so, then, yeah, we'll say she's 18, and but oh, it, so. she had a bad Texas accent. I will say that it's just
0: Juliet Lewis. She will take that bad Texas accent straight across the street with Woody Harrelson and become natural born killers like the year after. Yes, <laughs> like the next year after that, yes. she will be what. Uh, I forget that movie was Mickey and wild. Mallory. Mickey and Mallory. Mickey and
2: Mallory, what that, that was a, that, that
0: was a wild movie. ass movie. That was a that, wild boy. Um
2: that that movie's crazy. I actually I was asked what is uh what do I consider one of the most romantic movies and for a long time I was like Natural born killers. Oh my God. I would, get, I would get crazy looks too. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: I, I kind of understand that one. <laughs> I, I could see that. Like, we're thinking you're going to say when Harry met Sally or something like that. And you're like, natural born killers. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> so um, they're in the RV and they're on their way to Mexico and they make it to the border. Uh, the border patrol, who's played by Cheech Marin, um, almost catches them. But he doesn't because the brothers hide in the RV bathroom with the curtain door thing. And when Cheech uh, goes to look in the bathroom to see if anyone was in there, which is due diligence. That was Cheech from Cheech and Chong? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Kate is on the toilet and she's like, I'm on the fucking toilet, please. And so the cop doesn't do his actual job of telling her, you know, I'll, I'll wait for you to get off the toilet, but I got to do my due diligence of looking completely through here. We got two fugitives who just killed a gang of cops and a gang of hostages. So I don't give a fuck if you're on the toilet. Hurry up and wipe twice and get the fuck off the toilet so I can look around in there. How but does he doesn't Seth do his know, job?
1: How does Seth know that this family would have their passports on hand to go to Mexico?
0: That's a good question. They could have just been staying in that beat up ass motel.
2: No, weren't they staying in the same hotel? And he overheard them saying, you know, talking about where they're going. You know, you know, oh, were they already movie?
1: going to Mexico? Yeah, yeah they, they were, were already, already going. They were to Mexico oh, and
2: they were okay. talking about it. And, you know, this movie is littered with, um, I feel, unnecessary exposition. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think what happens is Seth is getting like a soda or something, and he overhears them talking about going to Mexico.
1: Why? Also, why did they give Seth that stupid ass tattoo?
0: Because this
1: 1996, bro, bro. So that's
0: a like bro Dave tattoo, Batista. bro. That's it's what so they weird. do. Seth has a tattoo, and Quentin's a pedophile, bro. And
2: wasn't it a tribal that he had on his on tribal? Yeah, The tattoo Rock tattoo? has
1: that same tattoo. I don't hear you say nothing about him. No, that wasn't a Rock tattoo. That no. was a that was a Dave Bautista tattoo, like a rock, like a rock star tattoo. The Rock has a Samoan tattoo.
2: Yeah, The Rock has a Polynesian tribal.
1: And The Rock got his tattoo done the old way,
0: like the, the way they tattoo.
1: do it, like the hand. Dude, I was fucking kidding. I don't even care. Yeah, now you know how tough this black man is. That what you try black to disparage, man? That you try to disparage all Wait, the time. Wait, what black man? The black man we talked about. The tattoo artist? Mm-mm.
0: The Quentin Tarantino?
1: Mm-mm. Disparaging that that black man, the great one. The great, Wayne Gresky? No, Wayne Gresky ain't the black. I know. I was just, I thought you were making a mistake.
0: I was going to play along black man. Shit. We'll
1: stop disparaging that black man.
0: You're going to stop acting like somebody we're talking about is black.
1: He is black. Why don't you give this smoke to Vin Diesel? Who? Because huh? I saw Vin Diesel on not to be sidetracked, but I saw a commercial and John Cena is playing Vin Diesel's brother. Yes, he is. I would never you know why I don't give the oh, same
0: type Jesus. of angst no, to Vin no. Diesel? Do you know why? Honestly, I don't give the same smoke to Vin Diesel that I give to Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about Vin Diesel.
2: I don't see I don't Vin
0: Diesel I don't has two the, movie franchises.
1: The, 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 one is the Iron Giant and one is Groot no he's got fast not fast and furious which is bigger than all that shit i don't give a fuck about those he has groot and
0: he has the iron giant he is superman and he is groot the nigga says six words for his entire career groot superman family that's all the nigga
1: says okay those fast moves are the best movies you're a hater
2: I am no, You have to be specific with this franchise because first of all, the the first like two, three, four fast movies were great, and then you know you get to like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and it's just getting a little bit ridiculous. And that's you know why they're great.
0: Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I like the ridiculousness of the later yes. ones. The, the earlier ones I couldn't watch, and the reason why I couldn't watch the earlier ones is because. I don't like Paul Walker, so because Paul Walker was in the movies, fuck those movies, and also and they took fuck Vin Diesel for serious. being in it. They took themselves way too serious in those first couple of movies. Way too serious. I don't
2: mind. I do not mind Paul Walker. I Paul love Walker's the a fucking card. pedophile. Is he?
0: Yeah, that's why I well, have an issue with Paul Walker. Here. No, he's not really. He was dating a sixteen-year-old.
2: Uh, right see, before he died oh mm-mm. no 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 let
0: me go ahead and look this up because again we're talking about from dust till dawn but not really you know um,
2: what <laughs> that's how i feel.
0: I knew what was coming next because i listened to her show but yeah if you google paul walker's girlfriend it says paul walker's girlfriend's age get the
2: fuck out wow <laughs> That's crazy.
0: She started dating Paul Walker when she was sixteen, and he was fucking
2: thirty-three. Oh hell! No. Oh, mm-mm. so oh, therefore, hell, fuck that whole. The and no. then it, you know,
0: Vin Diesel was in there, you know, as a as an affiliate. But look, I don't give Vin Diesel beef because. I just think of him as a gravelly voice, bad actor who just pops up in movies. He's not even (laughs) really the he's he's not even the the star fire. He's not not even really the star of any movies that he's in. He's part of an ensemble. Except for the pacifier, which happened.
2: (laughs) No, we're we're trying to forget that that happened.
0: Shit. Me, too. The Fast and Furious movies, let's be real, was a big-ass ensemble movie that he just found himself into. It wasn't even his movie until Paul Walker died.
2: And yeah, then they kept having
0: to put big names against him, so then he wouldn't have to show off the fact that he can't fucking act. Yeah. And yeah,
1: he made him better. Who? And he was good in Bloodsport. Who? Paul Walker? No. Vin the Rock? The black man, the two black see that movie has two black leads, and you're disrespectful. Yeah, ludicrous. <laughs> no, <laughs> and Vin and Diesel and Rock. Look oh, at all those blacks. oh, my bad, oh, no, my no, bad,
0: no, no. my bad. You're right. It has two black leads, Tyrese and
1: Black Tie, nigga. Mm-mm. Four black people in the movie, <laughs> hating on and you hate doing it. Four and, black and, men,
2: and don't, <laughs> don't forget my Afro Latino brothers, uh, Don Omar. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> and um his, his boy. What is his I see, I just remembered that Oh, Tego. Tego Calderon. That 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 dude is gang, I, I Yeah. So that Tego
0: makes four four black men. Ludacris, black tie, and the two that Julene just said.
1: <laughs> hater. Such a hater. I,
2: I, I, I love The Rock because you know he he represents that Polynesian culture and he stuff does. Like he that. represents
0: that Polynesian culture to a T. Did you know he was black?
2: Yeah, half. Yeah, he, he talks about his black, black culture you. all the time. I, I'm fucking like with you.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I give Brandon a hard time about this nigga because in every movie that he's in, he never has a black wife. He never has a Polynesian wife. He always has a white wife.
1: Does he? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, not every movie. To not Rampage. You're
0: gonna say Rampage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: they weren't married a,
1: a, 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 they got together because skyscraper she, he had a brown wife we're talking about from or...
0: dust till dawn motherfuckers he had a
1: brown <laughs> wife in skyscraper to be fair
0: she was look her up you go ahead and look her up while I keep talking about what happens next so <laughs> they get into Mexico and um they go to the they pull up at the titty twister bar I love
2: this. Uh, I love this scene though.
0: The titty twister bar is is run by, uh, it's a gentleman's club, which is run by Cheech Marin. And I thought uh, you said he was the. I thought you said he was the border patrol. Oh, you're gonna get used to this in a second. Cheech is everywhere.
2: He, he's like he's like in those old western movies where, you know, the judge is a sheriff and the dentist too.
0: That, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Cheech is fucking everywhere in this movie. Like, literally, uh, Cheech has at least... He's triplets. And he doesn't even know that he has brothers in this movie. But, they pull up to the titty twister where um the only way to say it is they're fans of cats.
2: <laughs> That's me, never Jobs.
0: if if they don't have what you want fuck it
1: i Um, love that scene so much he was having so much fun doing that scene yeah you could tell he was having a blast doing that scene yes and you know who else is having a blast
0: yeah quentin he was like this is my type of place also i want to point out something that i noticed just watching it today that i never noticed before They're in Mexico. They had already made it. They were like, yo, we got to be here from dusk until dawn. Hence the name of the movie. Carlos, the guy who they're meeting, who will give them access in the El Rey, will be here at dawn. We're going to drink. We're going to drink a lot. And when he gets here, you'll all leave alive. You good? Cool. But while they're driving up to the Titty Twister, which also, who the fuck would name a bar the fucking Titty Twister? That shit hurts! Um... They passed by a sign that says Mexican food. Do they need to have a sign that says Mexican food in Mexico? Wouldn't it just be food at that point? Right? That's what I was wondering about. I was like, you know what? This, this, that's the one thing that I can actually point out so far. Well, there's more, but that was just like, wait, what the fuck?
2: I suspect foul play.
0: Me too. <laughs> so. Seth talks like this. Okay, hard drinkers, let's drink hard. <laughs> it's another guy who talks like this in another movie. Uh, I think it was um, Reservoir Dogs when he's like, all right, Ramblers, let's get rambling. Shit like that. It's,
2: Reservoir a, Dogs?
0: it's a Quentin style. Yeah. Um, They walk up to the entrance and Cheech thinks he's not going to let the party in, but he gets his ass whooped. Um. Mostly by Seth. Uh, Quentin just knows the director.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's just there. He knows him well.
0: Yeah. So they go inside the bar and the band is banging out some dope ass music. um, And they try and order drinks. But Danny Trejo, who's also in this movie, won't serve them because they ain't truckers. Danny tried to save their lives. Jacob says, I am. Because I got an RV outside, so suck on that in Jesus' name. (laughs) (laughs) And so they stare down everybody. Um, And then Danny's like, all right, fine. And then they go and knock other people out of their seats and sit down. After this, we meet Sex Machine, uh, who has a whip like Simon Belmont. And you know what I didn't realize until now, Brandon? Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Did you notice this? He has a whip like Simon Belmont. Because you know, I did notice the whip because, yes. like, Castlevania, because vampires
1: that's not what that
0: is. He, Simon Belmont in Castlevania has what kind of weapon? He has a whip. <laughs> what kind of weapon does Sex Machine have that he hardly ever uses?
1: A whip. He whipped that dude on the pool table,
0: he whipped the dude on the pool table, and he mostly uses his dick gun.
1: That's the best thing of all time, a dick gun.
0: <laughs> he has a dick gun. And the dick, he has, he he uses his Simon Belmont whip to steal somebody's bottle of beer. Like, that's what we're using this for? That's what we're doing? Okay. That's what you went to whip training for? Okay. Okay. Half of y'all went and ended up being in fucking Django Unchained. The other half used their whip to steal beer out of people's hands in a fucking bar where you can get your own beer. When the dude pulls out this tiny-ass switchblade and looks at Sex Machine, Sex Machine flicks a button, flips a switch, and it turns out that he has a 12-shooter because it's two six-shooters in the dick part of his pantaloons.
1: (laughs) I want to know where he loads it at.
0: Where'd he get that from? Did he get it from the same place the fucking uh mariachi from Desperado got his shit?
2: I'm what is with the body part guns though? The nineties were wild, man. Right. You remember right. Austin Powers with the machine gun boobies? Yes. Yeah, I'm i try- I'm trying to tell you, Fembots were like da, 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 da. um <sighs> so we we like making body parts into
0: guns in the nineties. So- so what's his name Sex Machine because his dick was literally a gun?
2: I just want to know does that mean is that in place of or in addition to? How does he pee with that
0: thing on? <laughs> like they say <saying, laughs> Like they say it, fucking, I'm gonna get you sucking. How does he pee with all that gold on? Um, but yeah, they have conversations and whatnot. Um between Jacob saying, I don't drink. I'm not, I drink. I'm just not going to drink with you. And they're like, cool, Kate, you drinking. Also, uh, Quentin leans over to Scott who has to be like 16 if Kate is 18. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to put it out there like that, but I'm thinking I'm pretty certain that that Scott is uh, his stepson or looks like his mom a whole lot
1: yeah,
0: or is adopted. Yes, they never actually say, which is cool because you know I have uh, biological children and I have uh, stepchildren. I refuse to call them stepchildren, so I understand. That was very uh, advanced for 1996 and for Quentin. Um, The most important part of the important in the entire movie uh, happens after that conversation, which is where Danny Trejo tells everybody to bow their heads like fucking dogs because Salma Hayek comes out and dances for like seven fucking minutes. Yeah. And it is. Nice. <sighs> Let's just take a moment and just really, if you're listening to this, you've seen From Dust Till Dawn, just take a moment and just close your eyes and think about the shit she did in this scene i mean yeah at one point she shows her titties but that doesn't even matter like the titties were just an afterthought everything she did in this scene was just like sensual dynamite except for when she stuck her whole foot in that motherfucker's mouth and poured alcohol down her leg and it went to his mouth but then again quentin seemed like a freaky motherfucker anyway that, <laughs> that shit probably turned him nasty. on oh, that was nasty. and you know what he wrote that shit he's like Selma you know what in this scene you gonna strip down naked in front of me and then you gonna put your foot in my mouth and then you gonna arch it so people can see your thigh muscles and then you gonna pour the tequila down your leg into my mouth
2: but back to Selma Hayek dancing do you think she practiced that I don't think she had to because look look she, she did that in this movie right she also played a stripper uh, in Dogma who used to be a
0: muse. Mm-hmm.
2: You, you, I, I'm wondering if that's something she, you know, took a pole dancing class or something.
0: I'm just saying, I feel mm. like she woke up like this and I am not going to hear anything differently. Um, also, um, between this and Desperado was when I really fell in love with Salma Hayek. And Desperado was before this. I'm just gonna say that. Um, but the also, other reason—shout out for them
1: not getting a white girl in 1996. Right, they actually had a Mexican in Mexico.
0: But then again, uh, yeah. Quentin rolls with Robert Rodriguez didn't Robert have a, a part to play in the direction of this movie?
1: I think he directed it.
0: Yeah, so they ain't just gonna—he ain't gonna let no white girl get up, nigga. I just did Desperado. Let me get the woman who was the lead in Desperado to do this scene for you. And Quentin was like, oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> um,
2: so, <laughs> Quentin was like, yeah, let me get all them toes.
0: <laughs> so all them toes just slammed my mouth. Um. So the next thing that happens is that while they're watching Sensual Dynamite dancing all over the place, um. Cheech and Danny Trejo and others come over to confront Seth and Richie and and in the ensuing fracas, Cheech gets shot and Richie gets stabbed in the hand right where he got shot. See, when he got shot and the bullet went right through his hand, they just took fucking duct tape and wrapped (laughs) gray-ass duct tape around his bullet wound. That's from from the convenience store. Yep. That's probably why they stopped in the convenience store was to get, no, because the shootout was No, he happened. got shot, he in, got the shot in the convenience store. He got shot in the convenience store, yeah. But they got duct tape wrapped around his hand and he gets stabbed through his hand. So he comes back up and he's looking at it and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I got cut again. And the blood is dripping out of the duct tape and Salma Hayek sees it. And she fucking jumps on his back. And turns into a vampire and fucks that white boy up. Straight to the neck. And everybody in the fucking bar turns into a vampire. The, the 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 band turns into a vampire. Cheech turns into a vampire. Danny Trejo's a vampire.
2: Can we take a moment to appreciate the band's body part? Guitars? Instruments
0: though? <laughs> the band was hard as fuck. Like, like after they killed everybody else who's there initially. Like, okay, so the vampires, the dancers, the 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 Danny Trejo's, the the Cheech Marin, the Salma Hayek, the 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 Danny Trejo, <laughs> they fucking attack all of the, the truckers and bikers. The reason why they only allow truckers into this place. Is because they travel around so much that after they fucking kill them in this titty twister, nobody really looks for them anymore. I guess that's the idea. So they attack everybody else, all the truckers. The truckers can't do shit. They all die. The only ones that stay alive are Sex Machine and Fred Williamson. And so they, um, Killed Cheech and they kill everybody else. And they're about to kill the band. But the band ain't having it. The band is playing music the entire time that they're fighting against these other vampires. Seth. Quentin. Scott. Jacob. And Kate. Five people. And then Sex Machine and Fred Williamson. And they kill everybody else. And they look and they're like, now what? And Sex Machine's like, now we kill that fucking band. And the band leader hears him, and he's like, fuck that shit. We're out. Fuck you all. Good night. <laughs> oh, see, Sex
2: Machine is a dick for that. Those guys were literally like, yo, my name Benny. I ain't in it. Right? there behind a fucking just, cage. He's like, yo, I'm just going to sit here and play my music on my little, you know, leg guitar. Like, we're just do your thing. Do your thing.
0: I got uh, It's cool. That guitar else. was
1: so freaky, man. That's freaked me out every time they cut to it.
0: <laughs>
1: it was just so weird. I didn't understand it. Why was the leg in the middle of the torso?
0: <laughs> well, here's something else is going to fuck you up. Okay. I understand why... Uh the dancers and Danny Trejo and everybody turned from humans into vampires, you know, why they had the big reveal. And I can understand why the band would turn from humans into vampires. Why did their instruments turn into body parts? I didn't understand that at all. Like when they first got in there, I, I know you're not talking about me, but I'm just, I'm just laying it out further. When they first got in there, they were playing regular guitars. They showed them. Did they put those guitars down, or like we're vampires now, and picked up the leg guitar? It yeah, started the out guitar the was out the
1: torso. It was really, it was really a, it oh, was really a um, body part the whole time.
0: It was a. Did he? I want to see what the drumsticks were made out of because I'm pretty certain they were drum dicks.
2: You think so? Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, Brandon. I, I was, I was thinking maybe that. That it was like a Super vampire power or something Vampire glamour or something Vampire
0: glamour To make, make-, glamour.
2: <laughs> to make-, make shit Thinks it's all cool and then You know so we don't see What you know the real deal And then you know Oh shit
0: from dust till dawn Now in vampire glamour Yes Yeah <laughs> so um, They kill everybody And Quentin turns into a fucking vampire. They're going to have to deal with him at some point, but Seth is like, Sex Machine is like, yo, him and her, because Salma Hayek is also still a vampire, and she's talking shit. And she's like, yo, I'm gonna make you my dog. I'm gonna walk in shit every day, and you're gonna lick the shit off my heels
1: and there's nothing you can do about it this scene was so stupid she's sitting there watching him load the gun just looking at him take the knock the old bullets out put new bullets in and then she's just standing there and i'm like you don't see him loading the gun he get ready to blow you up she's a vampire so what the hell does that mean But guns
0: aren't supposed to affect me, I'm not gonna drain you completely.
1: You'll be my slave. Because I don't think you're worthy of human blood. You'll feed on the blood of stray dogs. You'll be my footstool. And at my command, you'll lick the dog shit from my boot heel. Since you'll be my dog, your
2: new name will be... Spot. Welcome to slavery no thanks i already had a wife
0: and so he shoots a chandelier why the fuck if you're a place of vampires and you know you're a place of vampires why would you have anything sharp that could fall
1: from the ceiling and stab you through the chest well you gotta have the illusion of the bar
0: name one bar that has a fucking chandelier it was more like a light. It just happened to be made out of metal. With a fucking spike in the middle and it goes right through Salma Hayek's chest and she dies.
2: Is, is there a prize for naming one bar with a chandelier? Because uh, I got one. The Go Victorian on Santa Monica Boulevard. Really? Dead ass. The whole thing is a Victorian themed bar.
0: Ooh, that sounds bougie.
2: It It is. You You gotta actually wear like button down shirts and stuff and They got a strict dress code. They wouldn't Mm -hmm. let me in to use the bathroom, and I was driving a limo. Mm. (laughs) Mm
0: Mm-mm. I wouldn't. So, um, after that, they take count, and only Seth, Jacob, Kate, Scott, a biker named Sex Machine, and Frost survive. Uh, Everybody else who was in the bar at that point in time that got killed gets reborn as vampires, um, including Richie. And so they kill all of them. And so then after that, Sex Machine's about to kill Richie. And um, Seth is like, you're not going to fucking kill my brother. Um, and so he's like, if anybody's going to kill my brother, it's going to be me. So he's like, hold him down. Let's go.
2: steak biker and vampires aren't gonna have to suck your blood they'll be able to lick it up off the floor he's not your brother anymore that's a matter of opinion and i don't give a fuck about yours don't be a fool
1: he'll kill us all shut up shut
2: up (laughs) let's go move move
0: him down
2: <laughs> Richie. here is the peace in death that i could not give you in life <laughs> 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 Are you okay? I'm peachy, Kate. The world is my oyster. Except for the fact that I just... I just rammed a wooden stake into my brother's chest because he turned into a vampire. Even though I don't believe in vampires. Aside from that unfortunate business, everything is hunky-dory.
0: Also, they made Richie the weakest fucking vampire.
1: Well, why was he so tame?
0: Right? Fucking standing there looking at everybody. Hur, hur, hur. You got teddies.
1: Are you 18? Hur, hur, hur.
0: And then he's like, hold him down. And they just grab him. And he's like, oh, I'm caught.
2: I want to know on what planet is it that human human beings can hold down a vampire. Human beings you know, can't even
0: hold down a job.
2: Facts. I thought vampires had like super strength or something. That's what I'm saying. It really, George Clooney like-
1: kicked one of the vampires like 17 feet. Right? He uh, Richie
0: threw sex machine into a fucking wall. Or Frost, one of the two. I wasn't really paying attention at that point in time. It happens all the time. though. But he threw one of them into the wall and then all of a sudden he becomes real tame when he looks at his brother. How are you going to tell me at this point in time, in my mind, and this is me, I'm, I'm, I'm Derek, hi, y'all. Richie turning into a vampire should have been the equivalent of Cletus Cassidy turning into Carnage. A sociopath who becomes a vampire should be a sociopathic vampire.
1: Yes, 100%. He he became half the person he was. (laughs) He, Yeah, he became much
0: tamer. Like, much, much tamer as a vampire.
1: He should have been fucking everybody up in there.
2: That doesn't track with, like, vampire lore. You know, in every vampire story, from, you know, the the books, uh, every vampire movie, everything about you as a human being is like a thousand times worse as a vampire. Mm
0: -hmm. And that should have been like, they should have had the Richie should have been the last vampire standing, but not like that. Just (laughs) your brother shouldn't have been able to say sit. And you're like, "Mm, mm." that's not how this works. We'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. Every week something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and Feel feel the Rage! rage. This is a job for The Superfoods! Villains tremble at the sight of Black Taco Green Cheetos White Quesadilla Charcoal Pork Black Hot Dog Black Peach Crisp And don't forget about their leader Black Vegetable Pasta Together, they will focus their powers of food, I don't know, but they focus them against their villains, black ham and black salami. That's it, it's all of them against two people. By the way, they're not both black, they're wearing black, that's important. But all of them against two people, shouldn't take a whole episode. But join in anyway to see the powers of the superfoods. Ratchet Book Club.
1: Hey,
2: this is Russ. This is Kyle.
1: This is Michelle. From the Infectious, Infectious Groove
2: Podcast.
0: Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have Fun with it. Oh,
2: I'm sure I'll say something dumb.
0: Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network.
2: Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm just calling today to see. Who is this? Uh, this is
0: uh, Shane from the Good Game Guys. Huh? I'm not interested. I, I haven't even told you what it's about yet. Take me off your list. Uh okay. Goodbye. Son of a.
1: Devon, these cold calls aren't working. And I feel
0: stupid. All I want is to get people excited about our show, The Good Game Guys, being available every Sunday morning on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever they get their podcasts. Because how else are people going to know that we cover the latest in video game news and do routine interviews with some of the best folks in the podcast community? They won't, unless I I make more
2: calls. So. Hello?
0: Hi, this is Shane. Follow us on Twitter at GoodGameGuysPod.
2: Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do Shh. not even let those words come out of your mouth. We're not supposed to talk about that. Shh.
1: Do not go there. To say anything about it. Hush now. Naughty. We
0: just Shh. don't need to talk about this right now. Be quiet. Shh. We're not supposed to talk really taboo
2: don't talk about it you shouldn't talk about
1: that don't talk about that you aren't supposed
0: to talk we can't talk about that in this house
1: you shouldn't talk about that can we talk about this we are going to talk about this Welcome to Taboos, a podcast that discusses taboo culture.
2: We're your hosts,
0: Celeste and Allie. Join us in the exploration of all things society deems as stigmas, controversial, hush-hush, cringe factor, or eyebrow raising. From pole dancing to politics and everything in between, grab a drink and discuss with us. And as
2: always, do you Be taboos.
0: But during the battle, Sex Machine got bitten. Um, and um, while they're barricading the door, that he looks down and realizes he got bitten. He covers it up just like, um, I-, I don't want to spoil Army of the Dead any further. But um, And so the survivors lock themselves inside, but then Frost... It's talking about how he was in Nam and how they thought he was dead, but he was, at the pod- he was at the bottom of a pile of dead people. And so he came up, and when they were all asleep, he came out of the pile and he just started stabbing people like this, and like this, and like this, this. And it's really Fred Williamson in his 1979 greatest, and like this, and like this, and like this, 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 and this, and this. And because he's making so much noise, while he's showing them how he was killing people. And one person got like this. And like this, like this. Since he's making so much noise. Nobody hears or sees. Or pays attention to Sex Machine. Noticing that all of a sudden his teeth are sharper. And so he's licking over his teeth and shit. And actually Kate notices. But Sex Machine hides his arms behind his back. And all that kind of shit. Until he goes over. And sneaks up behind them. While Frost's still talking. And he bites Jacob the father and he bites frost frost gets so mad at sex machine that he literally picks him up and throws him through a barred wooden front door which is how the second round of fucking vampires gets through the building or gets into the building and frost who's now a vampire as well
2: damn Frost next like machine is an asshole from beginning to end.
0: Right? <laughs> so Frost is now posing as a vampire like this. And it's interesting that Frost became a vampire immediately because you know who didn't? Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, Kate, Scott, and, and and Seth run into a storeroom where they are um, well, Kate. Seth and Scott run into a storeroom. Jacob is still out front. They realize, or Jacob realizes, they're not fucking with him because he's turning into a vampire. So he goes into the back room and he's like, yo, I'm gonna die soon. When I die, I need y'all to promise that you're gonna kill me. Before I die, we're gonna take these motherfuckers out. So because Jacob is a ex-pastor who still believes in God and Jesus, just not enough to be a pastor, he's able to make water in the holy water. And they find uh, a storeroom full of fucking boxes, truck cargo, including shotguns, uh, pneumatic drills, a crossbow, and holy water. So uh, Jacob puts crosses on all the bullets. Okay. Which immediately makes them deadly to the uh, vampires. That he also. Sense. Can you carve a cross into a bullet?
1: It was just metal.
0: That's that was the question. That's why I was saying it. Like it makes See, sense that it will work, but can you do that?
2: I mean, for for lore's sake, I guess. But I feel like if you carve anything into the bullet, it might ruin the way the bullet, um, the burrowing of the bullet, because when the bullet fires out of the chamber, there's a certain Burrowing pattern, like it turns a certain way.
1: They just put a little scratch it on it. They like I a knife know. and go. Now I, I,
0: I, I'm going to go with Julian in this one. She was in the armed forces.
1: Well, <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what? Well, and then on the end, that's that's where the percussion is. So when you click, when you pull the, when you squeeze the trigger, and it. And, and the hammer comes down, comes into the part of the bullet that is supposed to, you know, the, the percussion part. It, I'm not explaining this well. So it, it it hits that end of the bullet, which then like fires. And then the bullet projects and comes out of the gun a certain way and it turns a certain way. So I feel like carving something into the bullet Will will create more instances of hangfires and
0: misfires. I mean, and besides, the bullets weren't the MVP of this situation anyway. The MVP of this entire situation was a goddamn super soaker that they filled up with holy water. Yes. It was goaded.
2: Right. How like much do you think Super Soaker paid for that product placement?
0: Right. Because I went looking for that goddamn gun. Back where I was from, and Brandon, I don't know if they did this, where you were from, we would fill up, our, God damn, we were stupid kids. Okay, we already did our confession show on a single serving, but I used to fill a super soaker up with water, myself and my friends, and we would drive to our other friends' houses and roll down the windows and do drive-bys on each other with super soakers. In
2: hindsight, how are you alive?
0: Exactly. In <laughs> hindsight, we were in like South Sacramento. This was not a good area. And we're rolling through doing dry bys on each other with fucking super soakers. In hindsight, not the best party idea.
2: Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but, at, no. le- at least you know someone upstairs loves you. Exactly. <laughs> someone
0: was looking out. This super soaker in this movie is OP as fuck, as is the water blooms. They are condoms. They fill up water blooms. Condoms, people. Condoms. They fill a bunch of condoms up with with holy water as well, and they give that to um, Scott. They give Kate a crossbow with, like, five shots on it. And a bunch of arrows, and they carve they carve, they carve crosses into that as well. So now it's a cross crossbow.
2: I have a question about the condom balloons. Mm-hmm. I gotta know what brand this is because if they threw it and it exploded. You definitely don't want to be using this. <laughs> but
0: but you could you could get away. First of all, they made sure not to put in anybody's name on them condoms. Secondly, <laughs> those condoms we don't know how long they have been sitting in storage. Yeah, but true. they didn't know that when they filled them. They up. were also
1: stretched much further than uh, a penis. I've yeah,
0: seen I mean. somebody put an entire forearm into a condom.
1: Yeah, but is and the forearm water? <laughs> no. so uh
0: seth gets a pneumatic drill that he puts a he's like taking a uh piece of wood and he's made it into a stake um and jacob uh has a shotgun with the baseball bat through it that he's made into a cross jacob um is blessing everything because seth tells him look man if you ain't have faith before you better get that shit back right the fuck now like you better dig deep because you's a motherfucking stone cold ass man of god and we ain't about to die up in this bitch um and jacob toes scott and kate if i turn into one of these bastards y'all better kill me before i kill you you better do that i'm gonna be a lap dog of satan you better kill me not joking So they agree, but they don't really mean it. And so they go back out there and make their final assault on the undead. Sex machine is not even a person. He mutates into a fucking rat. A large rat. Like, he looks like a a rat of unusual size from fucking the the princess bride and shit and goes to attack Seth and he gets killed. You say that's
2: a rat of unusual size where I posit that is a normal-sized New York rat.
0: God damn it. You see? <laughs> That is the size of a Georgia roach. <laughs> um, yes. I have seen some shit. Um, Jacob does become a vampire, and his kids have both promises they were going to kill him, but guess who doesn't? Scott. Guess what happens? Scott gets bit. And then, after Scott gets bit, Scott hits him with holy water and shoots him. Um, Scott gets overwhelmed by vampires who don't know he's one of them yet. He should have been like, you know, niggas, look, see this right here. I got bit. See, I'm a vampire now. See, look at me. Ah, Look at me. (laughs) See these teeth. (laughs) <laughs> They're not sharp yet because I got braces. <laughs> we're friends now. We're friends. I'm on your team. I'm on your team. Look, I I, I can play leg guitar. Yeah, I could be the new drummer. Cock drum. We're, we're, friends. we're friends. Relax. We're friends. Relax. I'm gonna kill her first. Don't do me. But no, they all jump on Jacob and so or they all jump on Scott and um they begin to devour him. They're not even waiting. I don't want to wait. For your life to be over. (laughs) They just jump on his ass and start chewing him up. So Kate shoots him,
1: which makes him fucking explode. (laughs) There's a lot of explosions in this film. Right? And so. There's
2: a lot of inconsistencies. Like, I'm trying to figure out the vampire lore of this movie. There is none. This is Quentin Tarantino's
1: vampire lore. (laughs) No, don't blame Quentin on this one. This is Rich Rodriguez. I'll him Lord. too. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> Do they turn right away? Do they not turn? Well, or, that's the thing they they that got me because again,
0: be Jacob lived forever.
1: I think the ones that die first turn. I think Jacob got bitten in his arm, so you he know, didn't die.
0: Oh, because Frost might have got bitten in the neck and it gets closer to the brain.
1: Well, he got bitten in the neck, so that probably killed him. Yeah. You know. I guess. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Jacob got bit in the arm because, and so he didn't turn right away.
0: Well, the last thing that happens is that vampires, it's just Kate and Seth, and they're still, you know, doing what they can do because they find out that the streams of morning light that are coming through the holes, the bullet holes in the building, the vampires can't step into them because, you know, vampires and light from dust till dawn. It's in the title, y'all. Um, so Seth is like, yo, shoot some more holes in the walls. And they do. And they stand in the middle of like all these lights and they're safe kind of, but the vampires are still coming in and they're not stopping and they're getting closer. And then right on time, Carlos knocks on the door. And Seth is like, kick the door open, god damn it!
1: Carlos, I'm- who was also played by Cheech.
0: Yep. <laughs> and so Carlos, who's teaches who's who's the triplet, uh, kicks open the door. The light from the sun doesn't kill everybody. Instead, the light that hits the fucking disco ball kills everybody because disco boogie. And then Seth fucking punches Carlos in the face and was like, why the fuck did you choose this bar? And if Carlos could have answered because he was too hurt for being punched, he would have been like, my brother works here. <laughs> Basically. And because he did that his brother is dead. Her dad is dead. Her brother is dead. Because of all that, you're gonna give me a discount, right? I get a discount to get into L Ray. That's what we're talking about now. Give me the discount. Give me the discount. And so he gives him a discount, and Kate is like, "Hey Seth, let me come with you." And Seth is like, "Motherfucker, have you ever been to L Ray?" No. And so he dips out and everybody leaves, leaving Kate all alone, sitting in the midst of a fucking pyramid with a bunch of, with like a truck graveyard behind it because that's what the titty twister was. It was a Aztec pyramid that they turned into a bar.
1: And what were all those cars around it? It was so weird. That was dope. Now, I like this movie. Me
0: too. Like I said, it's one of my favorites.
2: Can we just acknowledge how they were they were knocking off trucks before Vin Diesel was? Who? <laughs> Can we just acknowledge how they were knocking off trucks before Vin Diesel was?
0: Oh no, you said that wrong. Can we acknowledge how they were knocking off trucks before Groot was?
2: Yeah, Groot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Groot. Yeah,
0: we don't Charles, acknowledge. Yeah.
2: The, the pacifier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that dude. Uh, the iron giant, <laughs> I am superman. Can
2: you, can you imagine Vin Diesel in the studio, like with his little coffee? And then they're like, All right, all right, Vin, you ready? He's like, Yeah, 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 I got that. I am Groot. All right, no, you got to say that now, deeper. Now, now, give me angry. All right, I am Groot.
0: And then he says, Okay, now give me teenager. I am Groot.
2: I am (laughs) great.
0: You ain't gonna talk to me that way, motherfucker. (laughs) I am great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it away. I am great. What's that mouth?
0: (laughs) You punk bitch. (laughs) So, Brandon, no, no, Jaleen, who's the MVP of this movie?
2: i want to say seth because the movie wants me to say seth but it's it's gramps the dad mm. the jacob, dad the jacob. the jacob the dad because you know he 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 hung on he hung on for a long time and he would he went down fighting
0: yeah he, and he, he went down fighting he so. did everything he could to protect his kids it's just that his stupid ass son was like i can't do it yeah Y'all better not turn the zombies in front of
2: me. <laughs> yeah, with the zombies and the vampires? Everybody says if your kid turns, are you shooting them?
0: Yes. <laughs> like yo, don't even cough in front of me. Like don't don't start sweating. It could be one hundred and seven degrees outside. I don't don't like start sweating. Oh, this.
1: I don't like how movies make this like such a hard decision. Right, it's not a hard decision in real life. You're He's dead. No longer your kid anymore. He's a killing machine.
0: You're dead. You're
2: a left dog of Satan. So, well, you you won't be like the governor. <laughs> walking. Dead. No,
0: I'm not no. going to have my kid in a fucking glass jar in the room that I feed people to. No, you're dead. <laughs> I'm not going to have you chained up somewhere. You can't understand what I'm saying. Yo, look, I have made the level 95. On- oh, shit. You're dead. Right.
2: You're real. There's type- <laughs> Now, I, I told, we do not growl. We do not growl. We <laughs> Don't do bite not me. Bite do mommy. not snap at me. We do not bite mommy. Fix your face or I will fix it for you.
0: <laughs> I know your jaw fell off. Fix your face. Literally, <laughs> pick it up. Use the duct tape. <laughs> fix your face. <laughs> yeah, your face is going to freeze like that. <laughs> Are you wearing deodorant? You stink. You smell like a dead person. <laughs> Put off some <the> Mitchum. <laughs> Yo it smells like death in here. (laughs) Ugh spray some spray. Brandon, who you
1: got as the MVP? (laughs) Um I liked I thought Quentin Tarantino was great in the first hour. The second hour he wasn't really there. No, he wasn't. And so the second hour, it was kind of an ensemble uh movie. So I don't know. I think I guess I give it to Quentin. Okay. But He wasn't really there in the second half of the movie.
0: I'm going to just give it to George Clooney. Again, I thought that he was at his Ocean's 11 best in this movie. Also, uh, trivia. Salma Hayek, who in this movie, while she was dancing, had that big-ass snake around her neck. Big-ass boa constrictor. Salma Hayek has a real fear of snakes and had always refused to be near them. Naturally, when she actually read the script, she knew her phobia would prevent her from taking the part. Robert Rodriguez conned her into thinking Madonna was ready to nab the part instead, so Hayek spent two months with therapists to overcome her fears. That is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you think I want to see Madonna doing this role, you're out your goddamn mind.
2: No, 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 thank you. And does it say what kind of snake it is? It was really interesting. I couldn't tell if it was a South American boa or like a reticulated python. It is a really beautiful, healthy snake though.
0: It was beautiful, beautiful colors. Like, yo, I have a California banana king snake, and it's those same colors, and it's just really? gorgeous. Oh, um how
2: how big how big is it full grown?
0: Uh it's still growing right now. He's about six feet. Oh
2: I used to have a ball python. I named it pickles because mm-hmm. it had little green spots on it.
0: <laughs> My snake's name is Omar. Because Aww. if he escaped, everybody would act like it was a wire and be like, Omar coming.
1: <laughs> I don't do snakes. Mm-mm.
0: Do you? Uh, mm-hmm. The humorous, the line that he says, no, thanks. I already had a wife. When the, when, um, when Selma Hyde tells Seth that he'll be her slave, he's like, no, thanks. I already had a wife was improvised. Uh, Robert Rodriguez <laughs> was actually going to take it out of the final cut, but then somebody included the line in the trailer So he had to put it in there. If this movie had been made 2010, he would have never done it because all the trailers have nothing to do with the actual movie nowadays.
2: Yeah, he'd have been straight, but that was an epic line. Beautifully delivered. The timing was excellent. I know I said there's a lot of unnecessary exposition littered through here, but I really don't have too many complaints about the timing or -hmm. the delivery of the line. And and the script I think is it's not bad. It's it's a good script. It's mm-hmm. it's it's excellently written. It makes you believe that these guys are who they say they are, who they're supposed to be. And until yeah, the part I, where he
0: turns into a vampire, there is no one part where Seth and Quentin aren't badasses. Yes. Like they seem like bank robbers slash murderers. And I'm just trying to figure it out because he did say to uh, Quentin, "I'm a bank robber. I don't murder people." Then who the fuck shot them cops? And the other in the bank robbery.
2: Quentin, remember
0: that, that nigga? Wow.
2: Yeah, he was a. But you don't forget he he the, he is a murderer and a rapist. Yeah, murderer and a rapist
0: mm-hmm.
2: and a bank robber
0: and a bank robber. and a bank robber. Selma <laughs> Hayek didn't have a choreographer for her dance at all. Wow. Robert Rodriguez just told her to feel the music and dance to it, which is the same tactic he used with Jessica Alba in Sin City. Huh. George Clooney's uh, role, before he was cast for it, numerous actors were considered, uh, including Antonio Banderas, yeah,
1: Michael Madsen,
0: that. Tim Roth, John Travolta, Christopher Walken, Jeff Goldblum, Nikki. That's her dude. James Wood, Robert, De- Robert De Niro, and Steve Ussimi. No, not Robert De Niro. And not Steve me The what? only one to decline the role outright was John Travolta, who said he had no interest in doing a vampire movie and instead chose to do Pulp Fiction. Wow,
2: well, it would have been a completely different movie with John Travolta.
0: That's for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Or even with Steve, you see me.
0: Quentin Tarantino was originally set to direct the movie, but decided not to, so he could focus more on the screenplay and his role as Quentin Gecko. He
2: did. He did a great job. Yeah. He did a Yeah, he did a beautiful
0: job. Quentin was, or uh, George was picked because of his work on ER. Uh, Quentin liked the irony that Clooney had gone from saving people at the ER to playing a character who sends people to the ER.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: that that is the correct definition of irony. <laughs>
0: oh, this movie came out. Be or came out after Natural Born Killers. What? Yeah, Natural Born Killers original screenplay was written by Tarantino. And Tarantino liked Juliette Lewis so much that he suggested that she play Kate. Hey. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that she had to have been 18 or above in this movie. She played uh, Mallory already. She just yeah. has a childlike face.
2: Well, look if if we can if we can just age that gracefully, that would be a good. I mean. Have you seen her lately? She still looks young, and I don't think she's had any work done.
1: That's the same thing with Zendaya. How old is she? Zendaya's like in her mid to late 20s. I had her pegged at like 21. Yeah, Zendaya is maybe she is 21. You might be right. Greg Greg Nicotero. Huh? 25.
0: Golly, yeah, she still looks young. When she was in, um, the Martin and whatever Malcolm and Marie movie, she looked hella young. Um, Greg Nicotero uh, served as makeup artist for almost all the films that they did, and outside his partnership, he's won two Emmys for his work on The Walking Dead.
2: Nice, and and that's well earned. God, have have any of you actually watched The Walking Dead? Oh yeah. There's some scenes where you're just like, oh, oh, holy oh, shit. Holy
0: shit. Two things. God, I didn't I didn't read this before. I promise. Sex Machine's crotch gun can be seen in Desperado when they search his case and the false top starts to lift. And Sex Machine's use of a whip to combat vampires is a reference to the legendary vampire killer whip of the Belmonts in Castlevania. Take that, motherfuckers. Oh shit.
2: Well done. Well oh, done.
0: I'm so proud of myself. Oh, he does say all right, ramblers, let's get rambling, which is a quote from Reservoir Dogs.
2: Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. That's Good. about it. Oh, you asked. Um, the snake around Santanico Pandemonium's neck. That is such a great name. Was an albino Burmese python reticulous.
2: Reticulated python. Mm-hmm. Hey. There you go. Fun fact, those, those guys actually were, they have taken over the state of Florida. Florida is not allowed to have any pet snakes of any kind Good. because when a hurricane, a hurricane actually um, made it to where the snakes were released into the wild. And because the Florida weather is so much like their natural habitat in Southeast Asia, they actually flourished and became an invasive species.
0: You know Good. what? That makes sense to me. They have a movie. If you get a chance to watch it, I've been trying to get Brandon to watch it forever. It's called Crawl. No, I won't watch it. <laughs> it doesn't have snakes. It has crocodiles. But the, uh, the uh, a hurricane happens in Florida and the crocodiles, the water rises so high that the crocodiles are able to swim into people's houses and start murdering people. Oh wow. <laughs> it's pretty dope. It is. He doesn't like it, but I do.
2: Wait, is it is it an actual is it an actual good movie or is yeah. it kind of like Sharknado?
0: No, it's actually a good movie. I enjoyed it.
2: Oh wow I refuse to watch <laughs>
0: Sharknado, but I really enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> i would, see now I have to check that out. Yeah.
0: Well, uh Jalene, thank you so much for joining us. Tell them again where they thank can find you. you at. And if you have any shout-outs or anything like that, go for it.
2: Oh wow, well, thank you so much. Um you can find me on it go at it goes down in the PM. It go down in the PM because you know I didn't have enough characters. So um you can find me at at it go down in the PM. I got a link tree and that's forward slash it goes down in the PM. And make sure you tune in and listen to the show. And thank you for listening to this dope show right here, talking about my boy QT. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wrote himself to be a pedophile. Um, just a he didn't write himself to be a pedophile. He wrote himself to be a
1: creeper. Let's do that. I will exactly. stop calling him a pedophile because well, we. He did, did write himself life. to be a rapist. Yes, he, I'm okay with that because you know he, he had to he make wasn't per- evil. Yeah, he oh. wasn't portrayed. He was supposed to be a terrible person. Yeah. During
2: his videos for his writing workshop, he was talking about character development and stuff. And he was like, yeah, if the if the character is supposed to be a certain way, make them that way. Throw mm-hmm. yourself into that character. So I respect it. I respect mm-hmm. it as a writer. He, you know, in real life, he's probably not a pedophile. Rapist, no, yeah, no. But, you know, he probably wanted to challenge himself. He probably mm-hmm. thought, OK, so what is a good foil to this? robber who's a simple man who's just trying to get his money and get out. What is a good foil to him? And it would be a guy with some serious problems who is a who is a criminal who is just really creepy because his brother is smooth. He's Mm -hmm. smooth. He's George Clooney.
0: Just like a silka.
2: Yeah, he's he's smooth. He doesn't want to kill anyone. He's trying to get everybody out of there alive. So the foil to that would definitely be a murder-rapist creeper. And he did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm.
1: I 100%
0: 100%. agree. Me too. So the last thing I'm going to say is that when this movie is shown on commercial television, which I didn't know that they could do that, the name of the bar is digitally changed to Kitty Twister. Hmm. Neon Breast Blocked Out. I'm going to the kitty twister, which still means something, you know, body, body, sorry. Um, so the next movie that we have up on our list of things to do, Brandon, I know you've been waiting for it. I'm so glad that you're enjoying this as much as I am, but I know that you've seen this movie recently. We are taking it to the Jackrabbit Slim because the next movie we're doing is Pulp Fiction.
1: I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in probably two or three years. So, this would be great. Dude, Pulp How Fiction.
2: How many times do they say the N word in Pulp Fiction, do you think?
1: Uh, we are, I'm
0: going to count because he wrote it. <laughs> so, he knew what he was doing. But we're going to be joined, uh, hopefully, by Craig Cohen from the Jack Rabbit Slim podcast, and it's going to be a good time. Um, I'll
2: definitely be tuning into that.
0: That would be awesome. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, leave a five-star review. You can leave review at, on Apple podcast. You can leave review on Stitcher. But what I recommend is that you leave review at Podchaser. The reason why is because when you go to Podchaser, you can leave review for separate episodes of a show as well as the show overall. Um, also, if you're a podcaster. And you get somebody who comes up to you and says, hey, man, you want to do, hey, hey, y'all. It's not, hey, man. Hey, y'all, you want to do a review for a review thing? You can tell them, sure, and give them your Apple link. And then find out what the name of their show is and listen to that one show and leave a review for that one show. That way, you're not leaving a review for somebody whose show may be problematic overall. You're just reviewing one episode and you're in the clear. That's from me, y'all. You're welcome. You can also become a uh, Patreon member at patreoncom backslash single simulcast. Uh, our Twitter handles are uh, Hindsight Reviews R E V U um, E S. Brandon is that cool Blick nerd. That's B L K. Um, and I'm Rashani R A S H A N I I. Julene is it go down in the PM. You'll see her all over the place because she's literally one of the most supportive motherfuckers in podcasting right now. Um, Thank you. And You can email us at hindsightmoviereview at gmail.com. The review is spelled R-E-V-U-E-S. I don't know why we did that. It was just a thing. I think that's about it. Brandon, you got anything?
1: No. Not me either.
0: I feel like when I ask Brandon if he's got anything and he says no, I feel like the uh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake uh, thing from uh, Saturday Night Live. It's funnier when I do it. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Music for hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive.
1: This is single simulcast.